Hello there, I'm Brandon Julian, the host of the Update Podcast, and hopefully you're enjoying your weekend. We have been banished from new episodes until Monday, but much like celebrity Jeff hoaxes, we will be popping up intermittently until then. While you can still hear new episodes of the Update every weekday, on weekends we will be looking into our archives from the past three years. In the past three years, we've covered a lot, both good and bad. Now, I don't want anybody to panic, because uh, while I might sound a little bit differently in our archived episodes, just with really better microphone quality and occasional co-hosts, know that we'll be back to new episodes on Monday. So again, enjoy the rest of your weekend. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You don't have any more of your weekend. (laughs) We'll see you on Monday, and in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news is good news, I thank you very much for joining me. Enjoy our archived episodes all weekend. Good luck. Be safe. Please be well, take care of each other, and we'll see you back here for a new episode of The Update on Monday. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on New York's only EDM station. This is 90.3 WKRB, Kingsborough Community College, Brooklyn, New York. Good evening on The Update this Wednesday night. Remembering on the 18th anniversary of 9-11, Vice President Mike Pence credited the crew and the passengers who fought back against the hijackers with protecting the United States. We'll have the latest details. A man has been sentenced to three to nine years in prison after his baby was smothered with blankets while he was high on marijuana in an undeserving death. Patriots coach Bill Belichick says that he expects Antonio Brown to practice with the team for the first time a day after his former trainer filed a civil lawsuit in Florida accusing him of sexually assaulting her on three occasions. In Washington, the president is taking the vaping crisis to a national level. He says that his administration will propose banning thousands of flavors used in e-cigarettes amid an outbreak of breathing problems that have been tied to vaping. And it's raining men, but not the right kind of men. The nation has seen a steady decline in marriages, and a new study by Cornell University blames it on a shortage of economically attractive men for unmarried women to marry. This is the update on the 18th anniversary of 9-11, Wednesday, September the 11th, 2019. You're listening to 90.3 WKRB, Brooklyn's best rhythmic station. And now, Brandon Julian with an hour of news and information and your exclusive WKRB forecast. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. Everything you need to know because anything can happen in New York City. And good evening to you on this Wednesday night on The Update. I'm Brandon Julian. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a lot of news to get to this evening. We will begin, of course, with the most solemn day in American history. Today is the 18th anniversary 
of the 9-11 terror attacks. Vice President Mike Pence credited the crew and the passengers who fought back against the hijackers on 9-11 with protecting the United States. Pence spoke at the commemoration today of the hijacked Flight 93, which crashed in a Pennsylvania field, killing 40 passengers and crew. The Flight 93 National Memorial marks the site near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, where the plane went down at 10.03 a.m. after the passengers fought back. Officials concluded that the attackers had aimed the Boeing 757 toward Washington, D.C. Pence says the memory of those killed in the crash is, quote, carved into the hearts and memories of the American people. The terrorists, of course, also flew two planes into the World Trade Center skyscrapers here in New York and a fourth into the Pentagon in Arlington, Virginia. There is other news to talk about on this Wednesday. And we've learned that a New York City man has now been sentenced to three to nine years in prison after his baby was smothered with blankets while he was high on marijuana. Authorities say that Claude Tenen wrapped wrapped eight-month-old August in blankets and sheets and that covered his mouth and put him on his stomach for a nap. Then he went into sleep in another room and didn't check on the baby. The Daily News says that Tenen pleaded guilty in Manhattan criminal court to a count of second-degree manslaughter. His lawyer, Wilfredo Staana, says the 2012 incident resulted from, quote, a combination of poor judgment and chronic marijuana use. WKRB News Time is now 5.07. This was a breaking story on the update yesterday evening. Police say that a 10-year-old boy that was standing by a bus stop was struck and killed by an out-of-control SUV in Brooklyn. Police say that the Lexus was traveling northbound on Ocean Avenue near Avenue L just before 2.30 yesterday afternoon when it mounted the sidewalk and struck the boy before crashing into scaffolding. The boy suffered neck and back trauma and was taken to New York Community Hospital where he was pronounced dead. The boy's identity has not yet been released. Fire officials say that they also transported two people to Kings County Hospital in stable condition. It wasn't clear if the injured were in the SUV or if they were pedestrians. There have been no arrests in this case, and police are still investigating. Over at the U.S. Open in Queens, we know that Serena Williams lost in the final But that apparently was a very quick recovery. Only three days after a shocking loss in the final, Serena Williams ran from the court to the runway to show the latest collection of her fashion label, S by Serena Williams. And she brought her baby daughter along for the ride. She made her traditional post-show bow, wearing a snakeskin miniskirt that she designed. She was carrying little Olympia who was two in her arms. As befitting a tennis legend, Williams had some prominent fans in the audience. 
in attendance, I should say, notably Kim Kardashian, TV host Gail King, and Vogue editor Anna Wintour. Also attending was hashtag MeToo movement founder Tarana Burke, who called Williams, quote, strong in so many ways, and not just physically. WKRB News Time is going on 510. And finally this evening, up on the state capitol in Albany, there was a woman who rented billboards to criticize the state's statute of limitations on molestation. Well, now that same woman is now refusing to register as a lobbyist, despite the threats of fines from ethics officials. Kat Sullivan, a nurse, was one of hundreds of advocates who pushed lawmakers to relax, to relax the statute this year, making it easier for abuse victims to seek justice. Sullivan says she was abused by a former teacher at a private school upstate nearly two decades ago. The billboards that Sullivan rented to criticize the old law ran afoul of state lobbying officials, who said that they amounted to illegal lobbying. Sullivan's attorney yesterday appeared before the Joint Commission on Public Ethics, urging it to drop the case. He said that ethics officials should have better things to do. Ethics officials themselves, meanwhile, declined to talk about the case. WKRB News Time now 511. We still have a lot more to cover on the update this Wednesday evening. Boy, what a difference a day makes. It finally feels summery for once, but of course that's going to change as we go into tomorrow. And we have uh, scattered delays on the subways. Your traffic and weather together is coming up next. And then we're going to talk some sports this evening, including how Patriots coach Bill Belichick says that he expects Antonio Brown to play, to practice with the team, I should say, for the first time. But Antonio Brown himself is in trouble with the law after his former trainer filed a civil lawsuit in Florida accusing him of sexually assaulting her on three occasions. It's all coming up in just two minutes from now. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday evening here on 90.3 WKRB. News for New Yorkers who never saw moving. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no, what are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
Everybody buckle up. Buckle up. Buck buckle up. Buckle up. Every 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 everybody buckle up. Buck buckle up. Buck buckle up. Everybody, buckle up. Let's go. Buckle up. Can we go to the store? Mom, can we get some ice cream? Everybody, buckle up. Everybody, buckle up. A lot goes on in the car, but remember, you're in control. Stand firm. Only move when you hear the click that says they're buckled in. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Of all the radio stations in New York, we just happen to be one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. WKRB News Time now 514. Uh, let's get you started with a check of the subways if you're heading out this evening. Uh, you're four, you're Manhattan bound four and five trains. They resumed express service in Brooklyn after they removed a train with a door problem from service over at Franklin Avenue. So continue to expect delays while they get the trains back on schedule. Also, your southbound six trains are running with, are proceeding now with delays after they removed a train with a mechanical problem from service over at 86th Street. Also, the 42nd Street shuttle is undergoing accessibility work until 2022, so trains will be running less frequently. Tracks 1 and 4 are in service, although you can use the 7 train or the M42 bus above ground if you need alternate and faster service. Other than that, all the other subways are running on or close to schedule. Let's go over to the roadways right now. Uh, we'll begin in northern Brooklyn, the BQE going westbound. There's an accident over at exit 31 at Wythe and Kent Avenues. On the Gowanus Expressway going eastbound, accident takes out two lanes over at exit 26. You backed up to, eg- to exit 23 at 38th and 39th Streets. Going further back on the Gowanus, there's another accident blocking the right lane, wouldn't you know, at exit 23. You have delays backing you up toward the Bell Parkway over at exit number 21. Uh, in Manhattan, over on the Ed Koch-Queensboro Bridge, there's a disabled vehicle blocking the right lane as you head from Manha- from Queens over to Manhattan. And in the Bronx, I-95 northbound disabled vehicle blocking the right lane over at the Sheridan Expressway exit 4A. You're backed up to the George Washington Bridge just underneath the apartments. Uh, Alternate side parking and meter rules, they are in effect today and uh, garbage and recycling is on schedule. Let's take a first look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. You've been outside today. You know, it really felt like summer in the latter part of the afternoon. Uh, But uh, there are some changes, lots of changes as we head into into tomorrow and into the weekend. For tonight, we'll have a chance of showers and thunderstorms, otherwise partly cloudy, lows around 70. And then tomorrow for your Thursday, a chance of showers, mainly in the early morning, 
mostly cloudy, but temperatures will actually be falling during the course of the afternoon to around 67 by the time we get to showtime tomorrow evening. Doesn't feel like it right now. Currently out in Central Park, it's 87 degrees and sunny. Humidity is at 54%. The winds are out of the north at 5 miles per hour, making it feel like it's 93 degrees. 87 degrees. We're going down around 70 this evening. WKRB News Time is now 518. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. It's a football Wednesday we're talking this evening. Uh, We'll begin up in Foxborough in Massachusetts. Uh, Patriots coach Bill Belichick says that he expects Antonio Brown to practice with the team for the first time one day after his former trainer filed a civil lawsuit in Florida accusing him of sexually assaulting her on three occasions. Uh, Belichick declined to comment on additional questions about Brown including his status for Sunday's game at Miami against the Dolphins. Uh, Brown has denied all allegations through his attorney. Meanwhile, out west in Cincinnati, Bengals receiver A.J. Green has started running for the first time since he hurt his ankle during the opening practice of training camp, an indication that he's healing quickly from surgery. And Green was out of his protective boot for the first time since the injury. And finally tonight, we'll go down to Atlanta. Well, there's an ex-NFL football player and a Georgia doctor. They're both facing charges of illegally distributing prescription drugs, including opioids. Federal prosecutors said today that former New Orleans Saint Cedric Hodge sold oxycodone pills in Cartersville, a Georgia city that's northwest of Atlanta. Hodge is accused of illegal distribution of controlled substances, among many other charges. Uh, Prosecutors say Dr. Victor Hansen faces 14 counts of illegal drug distribution involving prescriptions. In terms of today's action, the Yankees continue their road trip. They're in Detroit to face the Tigers tonight at 640. CC Sabathia comes off the injured list and will get the ball for the Yanks. Matthew Boyd goes for the Tigers. The Mets are at home to face the Diamondbacks tonight at 710 over at City Field. Mets are still three games back of the Cubs for that wild card spot. Steven Matz will get the ball for the Mets. Robbie Ray will go for Arizona. WKRB News Time now 520. When we come back on the update tonight, it'll be time to talk about our weirder but true stories. We'll tell you how a car landed in a swimming pool. And even though it is the anniversary of 9-11, there are lots of other things that did happen on this day. We'll tell you about what happened on this day in history coming up in just uh, two minutes. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday evening here on 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. Well, 
Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? Uh, what? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. <sighs> we want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Paging common sense. Paging common sense. Is there any common sense left in the room? This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to the update. Brandon Julian here. Wednesday evening here on 90.3 WKRB. Also streaming online, WKRB.org. Of course, we all know today is one of the more uh, solemn days on the calendar in all of in all of America. All of America, the uh, 9/11 uh, ceremony was held down at the Memorial and Museum earlier today. And of course, the tribute and lights will be happening all this week. And while we will take, we have taken time all day to remember to remember. Uh, the anniversary. We're going to talk about some. We're going to try to talk a little more happier news coming up in our next half hour, along with another look at your exclusive WKRB forecast. WKRB news time right now is five twenty-four. Let's talk about what happened. Uh, the weird but true stories we have on this Wednesday. Uh, we will begin in Centersville in Centerville, Ohio. Police say a car smashed through the window of a health club and landed in its swimming pool, injuring one person that was in the water. Authorities in the Dayton suburb of Centerville say the person in the pool and the driver were taken to a hospital on Monday, but police say that their injuries are not serious. Investigators are not yet served. What exactly caused the crash? 
A member of the L.A. Fitness Club tells the Dayton Daily News that he came out of the fitness center and saw a car in the pool. Jim Lee says that he's just glad there wasn't a class with 30 or 40 people inside the pool. Otherwise, this would have been an even worse situation to deal with. And finally tonight, we'll go overseas to Copenhagen in Denmark. Swedish authorities are now saying that a man has been denied a vanity plate with the letters Trump because it violated motor vehicle department rules, calling the letter combination, quote, offensive. The often blotted tabloid, one of Sweden's largest newspapers, reported on Saturday that the man said he was, quote, was drunk and thought it was fun to apply online for a new license plate with President Trump's last name because, quote, the car is American. However, the Swedish transport agency confirmed in its ruling to the Associated Press on Monday, saying it doesn't approve letter combinations referring to politics. It informed Marcus Saf, who made the request that its ruling couldn't be appealed. Of course, here in New York, we've just uh, approved a new uh, form of license plate. I don't know what the requirements are for the combination license plates, because, of course, um, you don't need, unless you're commuting or somewhere there, I've said it before, I've said it before to my wifey that uh, having a car in this city, you don't exactly need one because you could get to 95% of the places by subway or bus or mass transit or some other type of combination. Anyway, WKRB News Time, now 527. Let's talk about what happened on this day in history for this September the 11th. Of course, the highlight of this day, not really a highlight, but the most, uh, what everyone remembers about this day, was that in 2001, America faced an unprecedented day of terror as 19 Al-Qaeda members hijacked four passenger jetliners sending two of the planes smashing into the World Trade Center, one into the Pentagon, and the fourth into a field in western Pennsylvania, resulting in nearly 3,000 deaths. In 1789, Alexander Hamilton was appointed the first U.S. Secretary of the Treasury. In 1814, an American fleet scored a decisive victory over the British in the Battle of Lake Champlain in the War of 1812. In 1936, Boulder Dam, now Hoover Dam, began operation as President Franklin D. Roosevelt pressed a key in Washington to signal the startup of the dam's first hydroelectric generator. In 1941, groundbreaking took place for the Pentagon. In a speech that drew accusations of anti-Semitism, Charles A. Lindbergh told an America First rally in Des Moines, Iowa, that Quote, the British, the Jewish, and the Roosevelt administration were pushing the United States toward war. In 1967, the comedy variety program, The Carol Burnett Show, premiered on CBS. In 1970, Ford Motor Company introduced the Pinto, a compact that would become caught up in controversy over the safety of its gas tank. 
the Pinto was discontinued in 1980. In 1973, Chilean President Salvador Allende died during a violent military coup. In 1998, Congress released Kenneth Starr's voluminous report that offered graphic details of President Clinton's alleged sexual misconduct and leveled accusations of perjury and obstruction of justice. The president's attorneys quickly issued a point-by-point rebuttal. In 2006, in a primetime address, President George W. Bush invoked the memory of the victims of the 9-11 attacks as he staunchly defended the war in Iraq, though he acknowledged that Saddam Hussein was not responsible for the attacks. In 2007, a new Osama bin Laden videotape was released on the 6th anniversary of 9-11. In it, the Al-Qaeda leaders' voices heard commemorating one of the suicide hijackers and calling on young Muslims to follow his example by martyring themselves in attacks. In 2008, presidential candidates John McCain and Barack Obama put aside politics as they visited Ground Zero together on the anniversary of 9-11 to honor its victims. And in 2012, a mob armed with guns and grenades launched a fiery night-long attack on a U.S. diplomatic outpost and a CIA annex in Benghazi, Libya, killing U.S. Ambassador Chris Stevens and three other Americans. WKRB News time now, 531. We still have a lot more to cover on the update in our next half hour. We'll give you a recap of our top story. Vice President Pence credited the crew and passengers who fought back against the hijackers on this 18th anniversary of 9-11. We'll tell you about that. We'll also give you another check of your traffic and weather together. We'll go to Wall Street. We'll talk some business news that's happening there. Later on in national news, the president says that his administration will propose banning thousands of flavors used in e-cigarettes amid the outbreak of breathing problems that have been tied to vaping. And at the end of the broadcast tonight, it's raining men, but not the right kind of men. The nation has seen a steady decline in marriages, and a new study by Cornell University blames it on a shortage of economically attractive men for unmarried women to marry. It's all coming up in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday evening on this 18th anniversary of 9-11. Here on 90.3 WKRB. News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. Or if that resume was from someone who... Worked 12-hour shifts at the recycling company with my dad, who's 72. That taught me a work ethic that I carry with me every day. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone... Growing up where I did, a lot of things could have gotten in the way of my goals. But I learned to push through, and that's what I bring to work every day. 
So maybe it's time we look beyond the resume and look to grads of life. Discover new ways to develop great talent that are so much more than what's on paper at gradsoflife.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. You're listening to Brooklyn's best rhythmic station, 90.3 WKRB with Brandon Julian. Now, the update continues on 90.3 WKRB. It's everything that you need to know because anything can happen in New York. And good evening again, everyone, on this Wednesday evening. I'm Brandon Julian. Thank you so much for staying with us. Let's get you a recap of our top story this evening. It is the 18th anniversary of the 9-11 terror attacks. And today, Vice President Mike Pence credited the crew and passengers who fought back against the hijackers on 9-11 with protecting the United States. Pence spoke at the commemoration today of the hijacked Flight 93, which crashed in the Pennsylvania field, killing 40 passengers and crew. The Flight 93 National Memorial marks the site near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, where the the plane went down at 10.03 a.m. after passengers fought back. Officials concluded the attackers had aimed the Boeing 757 toward Washington, D.C., Pence says the memory of those killed in the crash is, quote, carved into the hearts and memories of the American people. The terrorists also flew two planes into the World Trade Center here in New York and a fourth into the Pentagon in Arlington, Pennsylvania, Arlington, Virginia. Of course, it always happens, but we will never forget. That's our top story on the update this Wednesday. Let's get you around the city in the tail end of the evening rush, whether you're traveling by train or by car. WKRB News Time is now 535. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Let's get you a check of the subways right now if you're heading off to... uh, All the subways really are running on or close to schedule, with the exception of the Grand Central Shuttle. Uh, That's undergoing accessibility improvements until 2022. Track 3 is out of service. Tracks 1 and 4 are available. However, if you need more frequent service, use the 7 train or use the M42 bus above, above ground. Other than that, all your other subways are running on or close to schedule. Let's go over to the roadways right now. In Manhattan, the West Side Highway going southbound, there's police activity over at 96th Street at Exit 11. You backed up all the way to the George Washington Bridge near the ramps of the Cross Bronx Expressway over at Exits 14 and 15. In the Bronx, I-95 northbound disabled vehicle blocks the right lane over at the Sheridan Expressway Exit 4A. You backed up toward the George Washington Bridge just underneath the apartments. In Brooklyn, the Gowanus Expressway eastbound accident blocks the right lane over at exit 23. You have delays backing up toward the Belt Parkway over at exit 21. If you go further up on the Gowanus, there's another accident that takes out two lanes over at exit 26 at Hamilton Avenue. You're backed up toward exit 23. Alternate side parking and meter rules are in effect today and garbage and recycling is on schedule. 
Let's take another look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. It has really been a summer-like day out there. We've had temperatures near 90 degrees, even though uh, it is September. But we're going to be undergoing some more changes as we go into tomorrow and into the uh, part of your weekend. Uh, for this evening, we'll have a chance of showers and thunderstorms. Otherwise, it was partly cloudy, lows around 70 degrees. Tomorrow for your Thursday, we'll have a chance of showers, mainly in the early morning. Otherwise, it'll be mostly cloudy, but temperatures will actually be falling through the course of a day to around 67 degrees by the time we get to showtime tomorrow night. Thursday night, we'll have a chance of showers, mainly in the early evening. Otherwise, mostly cloudy, lows around 59 Tomorrow, on Friday, I should say, we'll have mostly sunny skies. Highs only around 70. Friday night, we'll have partly cloudy skies. Lows around 63. And then on Saturday, we'll have mostly cloudy skies turning humid again. Highs around 78. Currently outside right now, it is 87 degrees and mostly sunny. Humidity is at 54%. The winds are out of the west at 6 miles per hour, making it feel like it's 90 if you're stepping out. Uh, 87 degrees, we are going down to around 70 degrees this evening. WKRB News Times now 538. Let's talk some business news on this Wednesday. Stocks closed higher on Wall Street as investors welcomed China's move to exempt some U.S. products from a recent round of tariffs. Uh, technology, healthcare, communication services, stocks powered much of the gains today for the S&P 500, which has been essentially flat for much of the week so far. Investors also continue to favor small company stocks. Apple climbed over 3% one day after announcing a new lineup of iPhones and a low-priced streaming service to compete against Netflix. When it was all said and done at the end of the day, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 227 points to 27,137. The S&P 500 was up 21 points, and the NASDAQ was up 85 points. And out west in San Francisco, a federal judge there has now ordered Starkiss Corporation to pay a $100 million fine in a can-to-tune price-fixing conspiracy involving three companies. The Pittsburgh-based company had asked U.S. District Judge Edward Chen to reduce the fine to $50 million, arguing a $100 million penalty could bankrupt it because it still faces millions more in potential civil damages. The Judge Chen today said the court found the company has the assets and the ability to borrow money to pay the fine. Chen ordered the company to pay $5 million within 30 days and $11 million next year. Starting in 2021, the company will have to make payments of $21 million each year for the next for four years. Starkiss last year pleaded guilty to a felony price-fixing charge as part of a broad collusion investigation. WKRB News Time now 541. When we come back on the update tonight, it'll be time to talk national news, including how the president is taking the vaping crisis to a national level. 
But we will lead off with local governments saying that they've reached in a settlement with OxyContin maker Purdue Pharma for the nation's opioid crisis. We lead off with that in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday evening. You're on 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. <laughs> Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Listen to us on Mixcloud to learn more about the stories that matter to you. And did you miss out on any episode of The Update? Listen to us anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the WKRB Update. Welcome back to The Update. Brandon Julian here at 90.3 WKRB. We are also streaming online on WKRB.org. Our WKRB news time is now 543. It is time to talk some national news on this Wednesday. And we begin this evening out in Hartford, Connecticut, where attorneys for some 2,000 local governments now say that they've agreed to a tentative agreement with OxyContin maker Purdue Pharma over the toll of the nation's opioid crisis. Attorney Paul Farrell said in a text message today that they've agreed to a deal that has been on the table now for several weeks. Sources with direct knowledge of these talks say that Stamford, Connecticut-based Purdue will pay up to $12 billion over time and that the Sackler family, which owns the company, will give up control. The sources spoke on the condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to speak publicly. The offer is the same as one that was publicly reported several weeks ago. However, it's not clear whether the announcement signaled the end of the fraught negotiations to reach a nationwide settlement with Purdue or move the talks into a new phase. One of the sources speaking on the condition of anonymity said that more than 20 states had also agreed to the tentative, the tentative settlement. But many states' attorneys general say that they remained opposed, and more than 20 states have sued the Sacklers separately in state court. In other news tonight, we've been mentioning it throughout the course of the broadcast. It is the 18th anniversary of 9-11. And September 11, 2001 has always been part of Tyranny Crutcher's life story. 
It was the day her mother went into labor with her. And September 11th was a life-changing day for Crutcher again this year. She was sworn in as a Navy seaman recruit at a Tennessee recruiting station on Wednesday, two days shy of turning 18. The Memphis High School graduate and accomplished bowler grew up in America at war. She says as a kid, she thought the military was only the army and shooting people. The military career became appealing as she learned more about the different branches and choices. Crutcher says she's excited to meet people, meet new people, travel, and, quote, just get a different experience in life. She's headed to boot camp and then sonar technician training. WKRB News Time is now 546. In Washington tonight, the president says that his administration will now propose banning thousands of flavors used in e-cigarettes amid the outbreak of breathing problems that have been tied to vaping. State and federal health authorities are now investigating hundreds of breathing illnesses reported in people who have used e-cigarettes or other vaping devices. No single device, ingredient, or additive has been identified. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar says the Food and Drug Administration will develop guidelines to remove all e-cigarette flavors from the market, especially those flavored by children. The FDA regulates e-cigarettes and has authority to ban vaping favors, but has resisted calls to take that step. Instead, the agency has said it is studying the role of flavors in vaping products, including whether they help adult smokers quit traditional cigarettes. Meanwhile, out west in Yuma, Arizona, the president also says that his administration plans to build up to 500 miles of border wall by the end of next year, and plans are already taking taking shape in Arizona and elsewhere. But some are still skeptical about whether the goal announced this week is even achievable or even necessary. Construction crews south of Yuma, Arizona are putting up tall fencing along five miles of U.S.-Mexico border. The section is replacing shorter barriers meant to keep out cars, but not people. The Border Patrol says tens of thousands of people have crossed the border illegally through the area and that the existing barriers don't suffice. While the number of people apprehended by the Border Patrol is up in Yuma compared with last year, the figure has dropped dramatically there and across the southern border over the past few months. There is a businesswoman who's now been convicted of trespassing at the president's Mar-a-Lago resort and also lied to the Secret Service agents. We'll tell you about that in just one minute. WKRB News Time is now 548. Hi. Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, It had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah. Hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck. Uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up. And um, it's good to go whenever you're around. 
When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. WKRB News Time is now 549. Down in Fort Lauderdale in Florida, there's a Chinese businesswoman who has now been convicted of trespassing at President Trump's Mar-a-Lago club and lying to Secret Service agents. The 10-woman, two-man federal jury reached the verdict today in Fort Lauderdale in the case of Yu Jing Zhang. The 33-year-old Shanghai business consultant faces up to six years in prison. Zhang was arrested back on March 30th. Prosecutors say she told a Secret Service agent she was there to swim and a clerk that she was there for a United Nations friendship event that prosecutors say she knew had been canceled. Prosecutor Zhang carried a computer, cell phones, and other electronics and had an additional gear and significant cash in her hotel room, but she was not charged with espionage. Zhang served as her own attorney after firing her public defenders. In other news tonight, out west in El Centro, California, a dozen leaders of a California-based ministry have now been charged with using homeless people as forced labor, locking them in group in, in locked group homes and making them panhandle up to nine hours a day, six days a week. The leaders of El Centro-based Imperial Valley Ministries were arrested yesterday in California and in Texas. A federal indictment alleges that the ministry promised dozens of drug addicts and the homeless free room and board to sort out their lives, but instead locked them into group homes in Southern California, took their belongings, identification documents, and welfare benefits. The indictment says some were denied medical care, including a diabetic who eventually escaped. Prosecutors say all the alleged victims are now free. A man who answered the phone at ministry headquarters yesterday night, excuse me, last night, declined to comment. WKRB News Time is now 5.51. Down in Cape Canaveral in Florida, in a tantalizing first, scientists have now discovered water at a planet outside our solar system that that has temperatures that are suitable for life. London researchers announced today that they found water vapor in the atmosphere of a planet 110 light years away. This so-called super-Earth is the right distance from its star to conceivably harbor life. The University College London scientists say it's the only exoplanet known so far to have both water and temperatures needed for life, making it a prime candidate for potential life. But they also caution that it's not another Earth. It's twice the size of Earth with eight times the mass, and its star is unlike our sun. No one knows if water's flowing on the surface. Lead author Angelos Tizara says it could help determine, is the Earth unique? And finally this evening, out back out west in Sacramento, 
California lawmakers there have spent have sent the governor a bill that would give new wage and benefit protections to workers at so-called gig economy companies such as Uber and Lyft. The 56 to 15 assembly vote today marked a victory for labor unions and a defeat for tech companies that vehemently opposed the proposal. Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom has already said that he supports it. If signed, the proposal could have national implications as politicians and businesses confront the changing nature of work in the so-called gig economy. Most of the major Democratic presidential contenders urged California to pass the bill that would make it harder for companies to classify workers as independent contractors. And while its impact on gig economy companies has drawn most of the attention, it would affect a wide array of industries. WKRB News Time, now 5.54. I forgot to mention we had one other story. Finally, for real this time, tonight, down in Oklahoma City. We learned today that oil tycoon T. Boone Pickens died. The president of Oklahoma State University described him as the ultimate cowboy following his death. OSU President Burns Harges said in a statement today that it was impossible to calculate Pickens' full impact on the university and that his mark on our university will last forever. The Oklahoma native and OSU graduate was a prolific donor to the university, particularly its athletics program. The football stadium where the Cowboys play underwent a massive renovation after Pickens' donation and now bears his name. The university's School of Geology is also named in Pickens' honor. The university is planning to hold a public ceremony to honor Pickens at the Gallaberger Ilba Arena in Stillwater. And we come back on the update tonight. It's raining men. But apparently it's not raining the right type of men. We're going to tell you when your honorable mention when the update with Brandon Julian returns in just 60 seconds. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When hurricane winds are gusting? When floodwaters reach your door? Or a blizzard blocks all the roads? Or is the best time perhaps today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. From New York City, doing business in the same location since 1904, this is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to the update, Brandon Julian here, 90.3 WKRB. Also streaming online on WKRB.org. Finally tonight, in your honorable mention, it's raining men, but apparently it's not raining the right type of men. Well, not 
economically attractive men. The nation has seen a steady decline in marriages, and a new study by Cornell University blames it on a shortage of economically attractive men for unmarried women to marry. You understand that? Excellent. This study focused on the opposite sex couples. Researchers looked into the sociodemographic characteristics of unmarried women's potential spouses to resemble the husbands of otherwise comparable married women. Woman. They found that different racial groups, especially black women, face serious shortages of potential marriage part marital partners, as do unmarried women with either low or high socioeconomic status. According to the study, uh, estimated potential dream husbands had an average income of about fifty eight percent higher than the actual unmarried men unmarried men currently available to unmarried women. They're also 30% more likely to be employed and 19% more likely to have a college degree. The study is published in the Journal of Marriage and Family. Now, isn't that nice? The WKRB News Time is now 5.58. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. A final check of your rail conditions. If you're heading out to the subways right now, your Grand Central shuttle trains, they uh, have accessibility work until 2022. So use the 7 train or the M42 bus above ground. Other than that, all your other subways are running on a close to schedule. Alternate site parking and meter rules are in effect today and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Final look at our forecast tonight. We'll have a chance of showers and thunderstorms, otherwise partly cloudy, lows around 70. Tomorrow for your Thursday, we'll have a chance of showers, mainly in the early morning. Mostly cloudy, but temperatures will be falling through the course of the day to around 67. Uh, Friday, we'll have mostly sunny skies, highs around 70. And then Friday night, we'll have partly cloudy skies, lows around 63. Saturday, mostly cloudy, highs around 78. Currently outside right now, it is 87 degrees and mostly sunny. Humidity at 54%. Winds are out of the west at 6 miles per hour. 87 degrees. We're going down to around 70 degrees this evening. Uh, Our thought for today is from Ralph Waldo Emerson, American poet and essayist, born in 1803 and died in 1882. Our thought for today is a hero is no braver than an ordinary man, uh, but he is braver five minutes longer. I'm going to let you guys ponder on that as we say in the words of Walter Cronkite. That is the way it is. Wednesday, September the 11th, 2019. That is the update on this Wednesday night. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you joining us. Hoping your news is good news. Take some time today to remember those who died on this day 18 years ago. We're back tomorrow evening at 5 o'clock for all of us here at WKRB. Thanks for joining us. Have a good night, and I'll see you right back here tomorrow.